the the NDP wants to make sure that all electricity by 2035 is carbon neutral. Um, and you know, like that is the, that is the easiest sector to target. Like you want to electrify as much of your country as possible and then have as much of that electricity come from alternative and renewable, like renewable resources. Welcome to the Ballot Box, featuring Juan Estevez. Sorry about that, everyone. Welcome back to the Crossboard Interview Podcast. My name is Christopher Brown, your host, and we are in the Ballot Box with NDP candidate for Calgary Centre, Juan Estevez. Juan, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I, I, I start off all my interviews the same way, and you're no exception with all candidates, I should say. Where does your sense of duty to serve come from? Yeah, so it definitely comes from my family. Um, I was born in Colombia. I immigrated to, to Canada when I was seven. Um, and, you know, we were... I grew up poor, mostly, uh, in a working-class family. My dad is a heavy-duty mechanic. Um, and so... You know, growing up, I had, like, the experience, like, my, my parents are always working to, like, just scrape by, basically. Um, and they really, like, my parents really pushed me to, like, get better, to, like, like, they acknowledge that, like, as, as an immigrant, as a Latino, um, I have to stand out. I have to be better than just okay. Um and so they, they really pushed me to like get educated, do well in school and and do thing like do better for the world. Um, and, you know, growing up watching my watching my dad work like a heavy duty mechanic job, as you probably know, is not an easy job. It's very hard on your body. Uh, he's constantly like working through injuries. Um, uh, and, and yeah, so like we never had like we never had extended healthcare coverage growing up. Like I, like I never went to a dentist until I was a, an adult and I had university insurance. <laughs> um, and just, just seeing him struggle through that like every day. And I, we never really had much to show for it. Uh, we wouldn't, I wouldn't even consider us middle-class until we were maybe closer to like when I was like in university uh, after, you know, cause you know, it takes time to like build, build up, wealth get out of debt um and so yeah like that's that's where my duty to serve comes from like i i struggled like we struggled and i want to make sure that other people don't have to go through that you can give back in many different ways you can serve in many different ways whether that be uh serving uh nonprofit, whether that be serving uh a volunteerism but you chose politics you chose to give back in the political realm why politics? Why in 2021 did you saw, decide, you know what, this is the election that I want to get involved with, and this is the election that I want to put my name forward and be on the ballot for the NDP? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the, I believe in the NDP platform, like, generally, like, makes people's lives better. You know, we've had six years of liberal, of a liberal government. Uh, they had a majority for the first part, and it's, it's been lots of broken promises. Um, Justin campaigned on electoral reform in 2015. Uh, and I was 
I, I know me and a bunch of other progressives were super excited about that. Uh, he broke that promise, like bold faced lie about it. Uh, and now he just kind of forgot about it. Um, but for, for this election, like I, I like the NDP wants to extend healthcare coverage to everyone. They, they want to make housing more affordable. They want to build 500,000, uh, new homes. They want to take big, significant action on climate change, um, childcare. Like this is like every election is the most important election of your life. Uh, and this is the most important one so far. So I decided, you know, Calgary Center, um, a little bit more like Calgary Center is a good place to run. That's where I live. That's where I want to represent and That's whose lives I want to make better. Um, let's talk about the NDP for a second, because it is one of those, uh, uh, things that I've asked every partisan politician who has sat in the chair or sat via zoom. What in your own words, describe to the listeners, to the viewers, what does the NDP stand for and who are they? Yeah. So the NDP stands for workers. Like it's the, it's the, it's the party of working class people. They want to. They want to make sure that everyone can can live a good normal life. Uh, they believe in climate action. They believe in justice for in- indigenous people. It's it's the progress. It's Canada's only major, and I, I believe only major center left party um, that can bring in progressive ideas. Uh, it was uh, you know the NDP started out with um, with introducing. Uh, with Tommy Douglas with introducing uh, universal health care in Saskatchewan and then expanded to the rest of the country. Uh, they're also the only true party of the West. Um, what do you I mean know, by that? So Tommy Douglas started in Saskatchewan. Uh, the Liberals and Conservatives are Eastern parties. They're Eastern elitist parties. Um, so I know in Alberta, having Western representation is important. Well, the NDP started it in Alberta. I mean, started in Saskatchewan. They started out West. Um, so that's, that's what I, like, I believe that the work, I believe that the NDP is a true working class party. We are in a very spontaneous election. Uh, I think there was pundits saying that there was going to be an election called, but mm-hmm. w- there was an election called about a week and a half ago. Justin Trudeau went to Governor General Mary Simon and said, let's, let's dissolve parliament and let's go to the ballots. Um, I've heard from uh, your leader, Jagmeet Singh, saying that this was an unnecessary election. What's your opinion on it? I agree. It's uh, completely unnecessary. It's just Justin trying to do a paragraph. Um, he doesn't want to be held accountable by the NDP anymore. Um, you know, like the progressive, like he wants to instill child care, like in $10 a day child care everywhere. Well, I mean, he's been able to do that with the exception of Alberta and uh, in Ontario because of the premiers. He wants to still farm, like he wants to do farmer. He gave a whole throne speech about it. And only just before the election, he announced the first province, a trial run. Uh, and, and, you know, like if he wants progress, like he, bef- during the pandemic, like he wants, he's, he can't, before the election, he consistently said that he wants to build back better. Well, so does the NDP. Uh, all of the progressive ideas, like most of the progressive ideas of the Liberal Party were originally new Democrat policies. He's just copying them. Um, so if he really wants to build back better, build back better, um, there's nothing stopping him. He's got he's got the votes between him and the him and the NDP. 
Uh, and sometimes the block too, right? Yeah. Because sometimes the NDP didn't agree fully with what the Liberals had proposed. Yeah. So there's there's plenty of ways. To, like there was, he's got plenty of options if he wants to build back better. Um, and this is just him. He doesn't want to be held accountable anymore. Uh, you know, like Serb, for example, he wanted it originally to be a thousand dollars. Check me, make sure it was two thousand dollars, and that two thousand dollars a month helped millions of families across the country to make sure that they didn't like lose their homes um and you know the the wage subsidy also pushed by the new democrats like all of the best things that came out of like all of the best government support that came out of the pandemic were pushed by new democrats and he's taking credit for them which is fine like okay yeah you're, you're, you're the governing <laughs> party that's okay so you want to build back better you want to you want to Read, read like you want to revamp Canada and build back better. There's nothing stopping you with as a minority of the NDP. While we can be angry at the election call, and I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of people, even in the Liberal Party, who are angry that there was an election called. There was an election called. Yeah. We can't change it. It's happened. We're in the middle of an election. We have 27 days until yes. the ballots are cast. I, I want to talk about your riding of Calgary Center. Any candidate is out door knocking or trying to door knock, trying to talk to their neighbors because of COVID-19. There's probably a little bit harder chance of doing that. But Mm -hmm. you are trying to engage engage with your constituents that you want to represent. What are you hearing from them? What are you hearing from the people of Calgary Centre? And how will the NDP make their lives better if elected? Yeah, so so I do want to say that a lot of the people I have... um, spoken to, like door knocked and spoken to are still a little undecided uh it's you know it was just recently called and so they still want to see what everyone has to offer um but of the like but people still have concerns and healthcare is a big one uh you know we're like we're in a pandemic we've went like hopefully this is going to be the last wave Fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm um, hoping. I, for anyone out there who has not got vaccinated, please go out and get the jab. There's my two cents. There's my TED talk for the day. Continue on, Juan. <laughs> um, and, you know, and living in Alberta, we have a premier in power who has done everything in his power to undermine public health care. So health care is, from what I've heard, is like the biggest priority that we are currently facing. And obviously some of that is provincial government, but the NDP, like the NDP wants to strengthen Canada's health. Like Canada likes to, um, like we take pride in saying we have universal, universal health care. That's what differentiates us from the Americans. Um, so we can take care of people. You can go to a doctor without going broke, without a massive bill. You know, if you did catch COVID and you were hospitalized, you don't, have to worry about the financial side. It's just your health that you have to worry about. Um, and so, you know, the NDP wants to strengthen that. They want to reverse the, like, or, like truly reverse the, the Harper healthcare cuts that Justin promised he would reverse and he never did. Um, and now they can claim that because of the pandemic aid, they've actually reversed it. But like if the pandemic didn't happen, let's be real, that wouldn't have happened. Uh, <laughs> on, on the topic of healthcare, because I'm going to interrupt here because I, I want to make sure we get this on record. Yeah. Um, the NDP uh, under your leader, Jagmeet Singh, has said that while healthcare is universal, 
truly it's not because you still have to pay for your dentist. Yes. You still have to pay for your pharma, uh, your pharmaceutical drugs. You, you, the NDP have been calling for a pharmacare platform of a true pharmacare platform, not what the ones that yeah. the liberals are proposing in PEI, which only like a few drugs will be put onto the list, but a truly uh, universal pharmacare plan. Um, when you're talking to the people who you've talked to and you tell them about your platform, are they happy to hear that? Because drug prices are expensive in this country, even as, even though we don't think so, they are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like a third, it's like a third of Canadians don't have access to dental care coverage. Um, and even sometimes you do, it's not. It's not like fully like it's not fully covered, um, and yeah. So like people people are excited like they like the idea of being able to actually have all of their healthcare covered, like health healthcare coverage covered, like the dental, their pharmaceuticals, their vision, and expanding mental health care. Um, like include like especially here in Alberta, mental health care is not accessible, um, even if even if you have extended coverage. Um, and so yeah, that's that's definitely like that is the most impactful. I believe one of like probably the most impactful policy within the NDP platform, and definitely the one that people are most excited for. What else are you hearing at the door? Um, when I, we're in the midst of a municipal election, mm -hmm. I've talked to many candidates in Calgary Center who are running municipally, so Ward Eight and a little bit of Ward Seven, I think a little bit uh, more, but Ward Eight for sure. And one thing that I hear over and over again is mental health, and you've talked about it a little bit, and I want to expand on it. Uh, I, I know uh, the NDP haven't released their full platform, but are you are you hearing from people in? Uh, in Calgary Centre that they're looking for a mental health strategy from all parties to address the ongoing mental health pandemic that we're currently facing because of the pandemic. Yeah, abs yeah, absolutely they are. Um, so, you know, like the like the COVID restrictions and the lockdowns, they were they were meant to, to keep you to like keep people safe, but they also come with adverse effects of isolation. Not everyone um, had like was able to spend time with with like fam like like locked down at home with their family and even if they did like not everyone gets along. Um, <laughs> if you've been to my household, that <laughs> and so and so mental health is a is like a really big concern that needs to be addressed. Um, it was a big concern before the pandemic, uh, and it's an even bigger concern now. Um, and you know like. The NDP wants to truly extend that, like that's that's in their commitments to extend mental health, mental health care to all Canadians, make it truly accessible. Um, part of the show is playing devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. I play devil's advocate, and I want to hear from you. Yeah. Um, if you go, uh, uh, yeah, take a drink of water because this one's going to probably be a long-winded question for you. Um, there is a misconception or a conception around this province that if an NDP government was elected federally, the oil and gas industry in this province would be decimated. And mm -hmm. I saw you smile there. You know what the question's going to be. Uh, I'm going to start off with this one, though. First, what is your opinion on the oil and gas industry in this province? Okay, so the oil and gas industry provides a lot of jobs. But we also have to acknowledge climate change. The impending climate disaster 
is the greatest threat facing like humanity straight up um and so like the ndp isn't loyal to an industry the ndp is loyal to the workers in the ndp commitments they want to they want to take care of the workers of the oil and gas industry um you know they they have a plan to to retrain uh to retrain those workers to move into different fields and they also want to change the e how ei works for them uh they want to make sure that you can continue on ei while you go back to school and retrain um you know it was uh i read an article in the calgary herald that was like a survey of oil and gas workers uh over two-thirds of them are okay with transitioning out into a different field as long as they're taken care of financially and if you know the NDP wants to end oil and gas subsidies. Uh, I do personally support that. Um, but if you if you are going to make these monumental changes to to an industry to a province, you have to make sure that the workers are taken care of financially, uh, and that's what the NDP's goal is. Understandable, and I yet again I'm playing devil's advocate yeah. because I want to hear from you, and I want to hear because these are the questions that you're probably going to be get asked at the door or probably yelled at because uh, I've ran campaigns and I know that sometimes people are vocal in their opinions on how they perceive a party. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing I want to ask is about environment because you hit the hammer on the head because you have to look at both, right? Well, it's great we have an oil and gas industry. We also have to worry about the climate change crisis that we are facing every single day. Um, this government under Justin Trudeau has bought in a pipeline, yep. has made environmental change the climate crisis, a big priority. What do you say to them when the liberals have come out and said, we are the party of the climate crisis and we can fix it? The, the liberals are mostly performative <laughs> activists. <laughs> um, Good one. So, okay, so they, they've, they bought the pipeline. It was supported by the provincial government at the time. I can understand, like, you know, as a, as a government, you have to represent the people that you were elected. They had back then mem- MPs from Alberta. Um, and, you know, they it helps like it's hard to take climate action when you have alienation of, of Alberta. Um, and so that was, you know, we can we can talk about whether they should have done it or not, but they did it. Um, but they aren't taking enough action otherwise. Like, yeah, they instilled a national carbon tax policy. Um, the, Do you support that? The carbon tax? Yeah. Carbon levy, price on carbon. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Do you think it's Do you think it's currently at a level? Because I think it's at 25? No. 50? Uh, no, I don't. So, so, so the cur- so, you know, the idea of a carbon tax, carbon levy, carbon pricing has been around for, a, for like a few decades now. Yeah. And it's a decades-old policy. So Justin is trying to com- combat climate change with policies that should have been implemented a decade ago. Um, and you know, conservatives will point this out as well um, that by simply using a carbon tax uh, and market measures to like decrease carbon emissions, you have to like raise it sig- like significantly, a like hundred something dollars per, uh, per ton, uh, which has a big impact on working class families. Um, 
and now since because we we stall on climate action in Canada for so long, um, a simple carbon tax that you like progressively raise it just isn't enough. So what are the NDP proposing or what have they talked about to help combat this? Uh, and I hate to use the word pandemic again, but this crisis that we are going through. Yeah. So the, the NDP wants to make sure that all electricity by 2035 is carbon neutral. Um, and, you know, like that is the, that is the easiest sector to target like you want to electrify as much of your country as possible and then have as much of that electricity come from alternative and renewable like renewable resources uh and so they want to pour billions of dollars into developing those industries um you know here here in alberta we have a lot of wind. We have a, a lot of wind. I, I grew up in Lethbridge. There is a fuck ton of wind. <laughs> yes, there was. Um, I'm going there Thursday. I'm, ex, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting blown about 20 feet across their way. Uh, and, you know, we have Alberta has one of the largest solar resources on Earth. Like we have lots of like a huge capacity to to generate solar energy. Um, and then. So like that's that's like the electric electrification electricity plan. They also want to retrofit homes because um, you know like um, it's all good and dandy if your electricity is carbon neutral, but then you also want to make sure that you're you're being efficient with your energy use. Uh, so they want to invest money into retrofitting homes. They want to just give people money to do that, um, and they want to make sure set building standards going forward to make sure that all, every, all new buildings and homes are actually energy efficient to help decrease energy consumption. Are you hearing positive things at the door when you talk about this, when you talk about home retrofit? Because I know Stephen Harper tried to introduce a program like that. He canceled it after a few years because no one was using it. The Liberals have introduced the same program. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure how well that's going over, but it seems to be something that you want people to take a hold of and actually do, but people don't want to use it because they just, they're happy with the, with the way their house is. So when you're talking to people, is that something that they say, huh? okay, well, let's see if I can do it and I can afford it. Yeah, so it, it kind of it depends on the person. Uh, some people are super um, into the idea of you know selling solar panels in their home, um, and as you know, gas prices, energy prices increase, it becomes more of a, a finance like it, there's much more of a financial incentive to actually go through with those retrofits, and if the incentives are generous enough, um, any like why it would be kind of hard to. To, to, to imagine someone turning them down. Uh, I'm just looking at the time here and I'm just looking at our viewer count. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who are tuning in and who have tuned in and who are listening or uh, watching, listen to this later on, uh, we are sitting down with NDP candidate for Calgary Centre, Juan Estevez. Uh, I want to ask about uh, your life as the next MP for Calgary Centre. Um, you have a lot of people running against you. Yes. There is a chance that you will not win 100% of the vote. And if you do, congratulations, you've knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. But let's be honest. There's a chance that you will probably win about 30 to 40% of the vote if to win a seat in Alberta. How will you represent 
everyone. Because when I talk to people across the city, they say, I'm sick and tired of XMP getting elected and they only listen to the people that they were who voted for them and not everyone. So how do you as the next MP as the next NDP MP for Calgary Center or the first how do you envision working for everyone and not just the people who voted for you? Yeah, absolutely. So a big one is to, you know, I'm actually going to continue living here. What? <laughs> the, say it again. What? <laughs> Um, and you know, when you live in a community, uh, you, you understand what the community needs, uh, and what challenges it faces. Um, and you know, making Canada's universal healthcare truly universal, that helps everyone, regardless if you voted for me. Um, you know, if you are someone without extended healthcare coverage and you, you don't vote NDP and then I give you extended healthcare coverage then I'm like, I'm helping you, uh, straight up. Um, and I also, you know, um, a lot of, you know, there are people employed here by, through the oil and gas industry. Uh, and if, if they were to lose their jobs through, you know, through the transition phase out of, out of, um, the oil and gas industry, um, the, like, I like strongly believe in like you need to financially support those people. Um, and so, yeah, you might get laid off, but this financial support is there. So it doesn't negatively impact your life. Um, and I know a lot of, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, usually a conservative writing. Um, I know a lot of people are fiscally conservative, you know, that's, that's their whole stick for voting conservative. Um, the the NDPs honestly is the only party that, with a real fis like a fiscally conservative like a like a way of paying for things, um, you know both the con- the conservatives and liberal parties or platforms have like big spending in them and so does the NDP but the NDP is the only party that actually supports actually has a plan to pay for everything through its one percent wealth tax on anything over ten million dollars, um, you know closing the changing the the capital gains uh from 50 percent to 75 percent uh tax and raising the the top uh marginal tax right i i did not prepare you for this question but i it just came to me because Mm -hmm. you were talking about the downtown core and city of calgary um the city of calgary has been hit hard and the downtown core you see businesses leaving this community you talk to municipal candidates mayors you talk to provincial mlas they say we need to get the hub of the city which is the downtown core calgary center Mm -hmm. humming again we need businesses to come back to the city how do you envision helping the city and helping the province attract new business to our community as well yeah so the so a big part you know like there's a lot of vacant office buildings in downtown um but there isn't a lot of resident like there isn't the same amount of resident like residential residential density like buildings in that area and you know at the time it made sense because there were so many like downtown offices that you they just kind of crowded out the people by by bringing people it like by changing some of those office buildings into residential units um that brings in people and people bring demand they bring consumption um 
so that that would be a big thing to do you think you'd have a good working relationship with our federal and or our provincial and uh uh, municipal counterparts because I think there's a lot of people who think that sometimes if you elect one party provincially, one party federally, you're not going to get that uh, relationship. So can you work with a lot of people? Can you work with people with opposing views? Yeah, I can, I can, I can work with people with opposing views. Um, the, the, the question is, can Jason Kenny work with people with opposing views? Let, let's ask Heather. Let's ask Heather McPherson from Edmonton Strathcona and tell, ask her what she thinks of that statement. But, but that, so, you know, the goal, the, even Jason Kenney, no matter how out of touch and whatever he is, it is in, best, it is in his best interest to, like, revitalize, help revitalize downtown. Uh, you know, he might have, like, dragged his feet on it, but he finally approved the Green Line. And the NDP is committed, like, they want to set permanent funding for public transportation, uh, which is definitely something Calgary needs. So would you advocate for the Green Line to continue north up to Ward uh, 3, which is the northern part yes, of the abs- city? Because absolutely. right now, the funding goes right to 16th Avenue, and then it's like, okay, we have no more money until the next round. Yeah. Uh, no, I believe... If you're gonna do something, whole asset. Don't half asset. <laughs> Good for you. I love it. <laughs> love your honesty, man. Just you know, like um, I lived in Montreal for two years. I experienced what good public transit is like. Like the, you know, we can have, you can have your opinions on Montreal, but um, the trans like the metro system, genuinely good. They're building. Uh, I can't remember all their all their lines, and they're extending their their metro systems. It can be done, and people like it. Um, you know, if people access to public transit is a great tool for economic mobility. If you can get to work, then you can work. <laughs> um, and so, you know, the NDP wants to wants to instill permanent f- funding for uh, for transit. Um, There's been talk about a, uh, a train that goes from the airport or downtown core out to Banff and back for tourism and yeah. the environmental impact will reduce that. Would you be in favor of that as well? Yeah. Trains, tra- <laughs> trains, trains, high-speed trains everywhere. Give me, give me a high-speed train to Edmonton. Uh, give me a high-speed train to Banff. Give me a high-speed train everywhere. I, like, I'm a huge believer in, in public transit. Uh, don't give me a hyperloop, though. I don't believe in Elon Musk's bullshit. <laughs> Amen to that, brother. Uh, I, I want to continue back on to the MP, you, your life as yes. an MP. Um, there is a uh, there is a concept, uh, a thought in this area in Ward 10, which we are, which in Skyview and Forest Lawn area, that you elect an MP, they go off to Ottawa, you never see them again mm. until the next election. How will you, I know you said you'd stay here and you'd be, you'd live in the community, but how would you engage with your citizens, your constituents? Well, you could, you know, like having town halls, um, continuing working with, with, local organizations uh being in contact you know i i believe that you should be in contact like you're an mp for an area should be in contact and have a working relationship with your city with the city council and of the area that they represent um and making sure that you hear those concerns um and yeah so it's just 
keeping like, t- keeping your touch on the yeah. pulse and the okay that's awesome um and my last part is september 21st mm-hmm. you're the newly designated mp for calgary center what is priority number one for you healthcare what do you what about healthcare healthcare is a huge <laughs> file so so like if there's one thing that you could say okay this is the first thing i want to tackle on day one of my new job what would and healthcare would be it but what is what specifically about healthcare would you want to fix or help Ex, um expanding healthcare to include pharma care dental care vision care and mental health care i i do strongly believe though that is that is the that is the most important policy of the NDP and the one that will immediately help the most people. Um, it will help working class people, it'll help uninsured people, it will help underinsured people, it will help everyone. Uh, so that is I will like that is my number one priority. Awesome. I want you to take a few minutes here. Look into this camera. For those who are watching this, you do not see me pointing to the camera, but it's the camera that's on uh, Juan right now. Uh, take a moment. Talk to the people of Calgary Center who are watching this, mm-hmm. who are watching this later, who are listening to this, not via camera, but listening to this via audio. Why should you be the next MP for the great riding of Calgary Center? Yeah. So I believe that your pol- that policies that government enact should be f- centered and focused on compassion and love for, for people. Um, everything that you do should should center around those things um you know i i went to a catholic school growing up i'm not personally catholic i don't agree with the church but there are still teachings within within there within the scriptures that you know that taught by jesus about love and compassion that are important and they're the centerpieces of what us of what make us make us human um and it's important to focus on compassionate policy and the thing when you focus on when you focus your policies on love and compassion is that love forces you to to care about people that you know maybe you don't like um it forces you to care for people on the edge of the night you know people who who are struggling uh to get by maybe you don't think that they deserve help but they need help and that is what's important um, and I believe that the NDP is the, has the most compassionate policy, you know, expanding healthcare to include, to be truly universal, um, is a compassionate policy, building affordable housing to make sure that people have a place to live is centered in compassion. Co- battling climate change is centered in compassion. Um, to make sure that we have a future to to live in, and I will I strongly believe in that, and that is why I think you should vote New Democrat in this upcoming election, and you should vote for me. Awesome. Um, my last question is: In order to get to uh, September twenty first to be the next uh, uh, MP for Calgary Center, in order to get Pharmacare pasts. People will need to come out and help you door knock. Yes. Volunteer. Donate. Reach out and ask questions if they w- want a clarification on something. How can people do that? What are the avenues that you can be reached at to help you be the next MP for Calgary Center? 
Yeah. So the the campaign email is info at calgarycenterndp.ca. Uh, you can also reach out to me on Twitter at the Juan es- the Juan Estevez. Uh, that's my my handle. I'm mostly active on there. Uh, once my website is complete, <laughs> uh, it is Juan at Juan Estevez ndp.ca uh, for my listeners and to my viewers the links to Juan's uh, email Twitter and his current website I think there is a template one right now yes. that the NDP have put up are in the show notes below so please check it out for those who are listening as well it's in the show notes so go back to the page and you can actually click through and click on the links to his Twitter his email and also his website um, I, I, I also want to take a moment and say this before I do wrap up. Get out and vote. I, I keep on saying this in every single interview I've been doing, but get out and vote. Get informed. Get educated. Learn about the candidates. Talk to candidates like Juan because these people are putting their names forward and we want to make sure that we elect the best people for the job. And at the end of the day... We need to get educated, get educated so that way we learn who will be the best voice, best person, and best represent our values in Ottawa. Juan, I want to thank you so much for doing this. Greatly appreciate it. It's been an honor and a pleasure to sit down with you for the last 40 minutes and talk about policy, election, and yourself. Yeah, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, For everyone who's listening as well, please remember that we will be back live on Thursday with the Maverick Party of... uh, Maverick Party's candidate for Calgary Seppert. I always forget how to pronounce that uh, riding's name. Andy Lee will be in the ballot box. She will be via Zoom. So until then, stay stay engaged, start talking, reach out to your candidates, and uh, go out and vote. Then talk to you later, guys. The Ballot Box was produced and edited by Miranda Brown and Associates Incorporated. 